Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dad Has and Bow Ties. I'm your co-host, Distinguished to God. It's the Kid XAB. Oh, oh, oh shit, my bad. Got D Flow. <laughs> wow, D Flow always got something oh, in his shit. mouth before my we bad, start. Bro. That's crazy. Damn, Wow, you you always trying to quench your thirst. Wow, yeah, yeah, that sounded yeah. horrible. <laughs> you always trying to quench your thirst, right? I don't know what you talking about, boy. She. Okay, Daddy. Okay, Daddy. All right. Um, <laughs> Moving uh, on, sir. Does, does anybody have an all-man moment? Because, boy, do I have an all-man moment. I looked at that lady so dumb yesterday. Wow. Nah, man. I ain't got nothing on right now, bro. It's been it's, This whole week's been an all-man moment. <laughs> Past two weeks. It has been. Um, so I'm going to go first. So I was in... um. I was in Stop and Shop yesterday. Shout out to everybody who's working in uh, Stop and Shop, all of our essential workers. So I'm in Stop and Shop um, getting groceries. And I'm going to say uh, groceries loosely because that's the whitest Stop and Shop I've ever been into. The kale looked like nail. The fucking uh, tomato looked like Adolf. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Is this produce? What the fuck are y'all selling people in there? So an uh, Asian lady coming in, in, inside of the uh, store. You know when you go to shopping market these days, you have to have your mask on. I had my shit on. XAB, why did the lady have the sleeping mask that you wear when you go to bed to cover your eyes? Oh, I'm, I'm dead. I'm I dead. was like, nah. I was like, I was like, Miss Ching, uh, you're not supposed to have that mask on. <laughs> you're not supposed to have that mask on. She was like, but this is the mask that they said we have to wear. I said, Miss, you got the mask on when you go to fucking sleep. <laughs> what the fuck do you have on your face? Listen, people trying to get innovative. No, she wasn't. She won't take that shit back to China. I don't know. You sound a little racist, sir. <laughs> Good talk, right mm. there. Good talk. But um, other other than your other than your racism, uh, it just sounds like. I mean, listen, we've seen pictures of people with panties on their face, so. Wait, what photo? Wait, wait, wait. Who nothing, had panties on their face, bro? No, nothing surprising. Somebody wore a panty for a full mask. I seen two vid. I seen a picture and I seen a video of somebody wearing a, a a pair of panties and then the video they wouldn't let homeboy into the into whatever they were going to because he didn't have a mask on his face so he told his girlfriend to come back she came back took her drawers off right in front of everybody and he put it Wait. right on his face yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need him I'm gonna need I'm gonna, I, um I don't know man um, we living in a different world um, and y'all talk about me. But this know, nigga so. had his shorty take a whole mask off and put it on his face 
the the no, no, the panties she just had on. Took her panties off and put it on his face. That's what I'm saying. That's the so panties bro. was on his face, so it became a can't face get mask, enough bro. Enough of the musk, man. He it, can't get enough of the musk, bro. What I'm saying is that it became a pussy mask. Is what I'm saying. It became it became a vagina uh, threshold. That's what I'm telling you. Hey, right? listen. <laughs> uh, listen, whatever floats your boat. Erica Badu is bro, selling. His boat wasn't fluent. His face was. Erica Badu is selling <laughs> pussy perfume. I ain't, I have no. Erica Badu is selling pum pum vagina perfume. You're right. You're right about that. She is. She's making a lot of money doing it's it. Not that deep, bro. What if niggas start selling bread off that shit? She is. All right. What if niggas start selling perm musk? How would y'all feel about that sperm musk? I got a ring to it, right? Sperm all, musk. My nigga, like, you can never be addicted to the pussy that much, bro, that you need to smell it as a part of your fucking daily hygiene. Fuck out of here, bro. Like, I guess. Oh, so. God. Well, uh, as we know, today, simultaneously, we had a memorial service for our brother, George Floyd, R.I.P. to George Floyd. Um, the memorial service, Rick. he had one. That was held in Minneapolis, and he had one simultaneously also held here in the United States. So, for those of you guys who do wait, not know, wait, wait, hold up, what? Hold the <laughs> fuck up, bro. How do? What? What part of the United States, son? You just nigga, it's the Hennessy that she gave me. What the fuck is this nigga talking about? You said Minneapolis, like that shit isn't a whole nother. What the I don't know, X. You might have to. You might have to moderate this episode, bro, and, and take over, DJ. This nigga, nigga, we 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 didn't even ten minutes into the episode yet, bro. This nigga this said, nigga said Minneapolis, here in, in, in Minneapolis, and here in the U.S. The, Yo, the listen, whole country. Bro? Listen, R.I.P. to Floyd. I'm drinking some honey for you, my nigga. R.I.P. to you in heaven. Oh, I hope you drinking some heavenly, spell, heavenly juice. Okay, so. Um, I did attend that memorial service today. Now, what I will wait, say wait, is that where was is... the other where was the other place, bro? <laughs> oh, it was in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, dude. oh, got you. Okay, so in the Brooklyn, USA, bro. I went to Cadman Plaza, uh, <laughs> Cadman Plaza Park, and uh, I never saw so much white people at a memorial service a day in my life. I actually thought I was low key. At a Catholic church. I was like, what is this? Damn. All these white people. And the thing that like really was disturbing to me was there was white people, D-Flow, that when the moderator, whoever was my, because I couldn't see, was just so much people. The moderator was like, repeat after me. Hands up. And the white people put their hands up. And they, and they, and they was like, hands up. And the moderator was like, don't shoot. Now, when they said that, I know they was lying in their heart. No white person that I know that was probably in that part probably ever had an encounter with 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 uh with uh 12 which i was doing some research and according to the urban dictionary the word 12 came from a tv show can anybody accurately tell me what tv show that was because i don't know i was like when did we start calling cops 12 i have no can, idea can anybody so. tell me i was like that, what the fuck i was like what that's false <laughs> that's not where, true. where did 12 come from xab 12 i believe came from the um the, the code that they would say over the radio um, for certain for situations. Cops? I thought the code for cops was 5-0. There's multiple codes, but oh. the 5-0 is one and then 12 is another. So Wow. But that's that's where I was told 12 came from. Urban, Urban Dictionary, y'all need to step y'all shit up. Anyways, 
I was just disturbed though because no George show, Floyd. I mean, there's no TV show that. Well, like, there is a TV show that that's called Hawaii Five O though, and that was basically about the cops on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's no. I'm unaware of a twelve. Show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was looking for it. I didn't see yeah, nothing. Twelve. Sure. Nothing. Um. But the the white people there were very interesting to me because. I want to say honestly, and this is because I was there. It was at least ninety percent white people. I'm being, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm being very honest. I mean, I have photos. I will be posting those photos very soon. I've been on a social media hiatus, but I will be posting those photos very soon. There was so much white people. Even the black people I saw, the fucking black people blended in. I thought I was looking at a milkshake. Oh, this is a, this is a fucking milkshake with a little bit of chocolate in it. Well, um, I, I think that's a good thing, though. Why? Yeah, it shows that their their level of empathy towards it. But D flow, um, you could be at a nigga funeral you just killed. That don't mean you give a fuck about the nigga you killed. Well, those people True didn't too. kill him, though. The cops killed. No, they him. didn't. No, they 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 didn't. But the well, what what I'm trying to say is, you could be somewhere and act like you give a fuck because you're there. That I don't know if you really care. Yeah, but you can't. You can't. You can't dictate what's in people's hearts. The fact that they took the time to travel to said destination shows that they care to some extent. I mean, you can't you can't automatically assume that they're there for some nefarious or negative reason. Just I be- think some white people care. Some white people don't. So why are they there? I think some white people are there because they care, and I feel like some white people are there because they're agents. I mean... At a funeral, I don't... There are definitely agents there. However, (laughs) I don't think the mass majority of them are agents. Yeah, I I would think that that's going a little too too left. I know that we we all know that there are agents in the protest, and there could possibly be agents at the funeral, but the mass majority of people there, I think, are there with good intentions. So I wouldn't necessarily look at the fact that there's a lot of white people there and be like, that's a problem or there's something negative to that. There's a lot no, of No, I, I just I just wish it was more black people there today. I mean this country is is there's a lot of white people in this country, son. We are outnumbered. Yeah, that we're out we're, we're and it's funny because we're considerably outnumbered at that. So it's like in reality, um mm-hmm. We we really only make up I think is what thirteen or fourteen percent of the actual population. Thirteen, yeah. So at the end of the day, huh? thirteen, yeah, thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you really think about it, bro, that's like literally one one to every ten or one in every nine people is is black, bro. So if you're going to a, if you pop up out there, you see majority, you know, majority white people. It's not it's not a it's not a, a far fetched thing. It's just that. At the same time, um, as to why, you know, I just think I just think people weren't aware. It wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't as well put out there as because I didn't even find out about that shit until um until like this afternoon. To be honest, with yeah, you. I'm noticing a lot of people didn't even know about it. Um, a lot of people didn't know about even it, even though it was circulating on Facebook the night before. Um, and even though I'm not on Facebook, people are sending me shit from facebook and instagram so i'll be honest with you this joint did i did not see this george floyd memorial nowhere on my timeline it was actually on the news to be honest it was on the news too um because i i read it on 
online from one of our news publications in New York City. It was definitely there. Not the New York Times. I think it was in, I think it was in the Post, actually. The Post said it. Okay. Yeah. I, I hope it was. It's still a beautiful thing that a lot of people came out, showed their support. Yeah, it was. It was um, at least over two thousand people today. It was packed at that's that fantastic, park, bro. Man, that was man. insane. Yeah, that's for that's really dope. And I, like I said, that's I actually really think that is a it's a good thing. It, it shows that for the first time, I think in at least recent history, mm-hmm. that white people are understanding and and stepping outside of their bubble, and learning that this world that they thought was perfect in America. Has a lot of flaws to it uh, for Black people, uh, specifically, and they're they're willing to, to support. So I think that is good to see so many white people engaged in the movement. Um, obviously, like we said, there's provocateurs and there's people from other groups that are you are trying to hijack the movement to some extent. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that. Fact. But um, that's a fact. The majority of people non-black people that I see in the movement actually uh, care and they actually are realizing, I guess, for for the first time or just in general, that shit ain't sweet. So I, well, it's good to facts, see that. Bro. Shout out to the white people that came. I do hope that if some of you guys did come and you listen to the podcast, thank you so much for listening to a black podcast. We appreciate your support and your support of ours. However, I would like to see some of y'all motherfuckers in the courtroom when shit's going down, I would like to see you when we're, uh, when we're starting to change some laws and policies that will affect your life, white people. Because these laws are not just going to help our lives, they're going to change your lives as well. So I hope to see you there in these courtrooms when we're talking about policy making and trying to change some of these laws for these states that govern your cops. That some of you guys today, when I saw people that had signs that was saying defund the cops, why did I see some white people get tight at people that had those signs at Cadman Plaza today? Why did I see some people getting mad when um, people were walking by the cops and they were having a conversation about, hey, I just want to know why some of you guys abuse your power. And some white people, as I was over here, was mad that a black person was asking those cops those questions. I think those are valid questions. I think, they are I think valid, valid questions. They those are, are very valid, valid questions. Like so white people, you, you, guys, you guys really got to come correct. If you're gonna fuck with black people, like you gotta come all the way correct. All the I way think correct. what what I think all what way. what's important about all of this is, and defunding is one thing, but reform just has to happen. At the end of the day, there has to be a balance in the hiring structure. There has to be better training, better. But it it comes down to how they're trained and and and, and that, that that entire hiring process, on um, and. One of my biggest things, and I've been saying it since last week, is making making them understand that every time they do an injustice of that sort, we hurt them. That it, it it literally costs them billions of dollars every time they do this type of wacky shit. And in no way, shape, or form, and I'm I'm gonna be a little bit controversial when I say this, but in no way, shape, or form, am I saying that we're innocent in all of this in terms of. In terms of a, a lot of our a lot of people in our black community do do some wacky stuff too, but at the end of the day, if me and Johnny do the same type of crime, why is it that Johnny gets to be treated more humane? Mm. And that's the problem, right? There. I mean, people commit you crime I mean? in general, so it, but your point stands where it's like the the disparity in how people are treated. But I the, the only reason why I. Uh, I make that distinction is because 
as I keep saying, black on black crime is a myth. There's, there's no other, there's no other race on race, same race crime that has been branded as you never hear nothing like Asian on Asian crime. You never hear white on white crime. You only hear black on black crime. And that is because it was branded through the media as a catchy phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crime happens within proximity. If you live in the same proximity as the same people that look like you, you're going to commit crime to the, those people. White people commit crimes to each other every single day and at a larger percentage, but you don't hear it because it's not branded. That's a whole media branding trick. But other than that, we have to also understand what the defund police uh, mentality is coming from. And that's basically what a lot of people are finding out is that their cities give major amounts of their their money and their capital to police departments um <clears throat> so i think i don't remember the state but there's one state where 5.6 billion dollars goes to the police department while only one percent goes to housing and and like five five hundred thousand goes to to the homeless so it's very disproportionate and what people are saying yeah. is if the police are not going to be able to do their jobs appropriately then we need to start looking at taking some of that funding and reallocating it into other places um, because they're clearly not doing their jobs the way they're supposed to. I mean, these police officers damn near have military-grade equipment nowadays. um, Facts. But still don't know how to quiet a a riot calmly um, without getting aggressive and shooting people in the face with tear gas canisters and, and shit like that. So that's where that, that's that's where that's come, that's where that comes from. You know, it just sounds very radical because it sounds like saying, you know, we shouldn't have policing. Um, but I, I don't think that's the actual message. Um, the message is just like, we might have to reallocate funds. And if you're really talking about decreasing crime, wouldn't, wouldn't you need more funding to help people get housing? Wouldn't you need more funding to make sure people aren't uh, starving. Those are the things that lead to a lot of crimes. Um, but at the same time, you know, we just, we need to, we need to get to a space where, where, where I do believe we need to include some police voices. Like right now that's not happening. Everybody's coming up with solutions without collaborating with the police and rightfully so. But in order for like real things to happen and be put on the table and the, for them to accept it, they're obviously going to want to have some say in in what happens with their departments. So, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent. Let's get into some of the meat and potatoes because um, George Floyd. What it's looking like, it's looking like George Floyd's death. This is just my opinion based on what I'm seeing in the news, what I'm reading in the New York Times because that's the only paper I actually read, like physically. And what I saw today at today's, I wouldn't even call this a, a protest. It only became a protest when people started crossing over the bridge. But it was actually a real memorial service. Um, they were playing gospel music. Um, so they kind of felt like church outside, um, to be honest. But let's get into the meat and potatoes. So how do we feel about Floyd Mayweather funding the entire funeral service from top to bottom. How do we feel about that? Floyd paid for everything. I probably would probably not going to hear him get a hand clap for that, but shout out to Floyd Mayweather. He didn't have to do it, but he did it. Not, no, I they mean, put it listen, on the shade room. They, they announced it. 
I I think it was I think it was good, man. I think that was that's the least he could do. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he donated in different ways as well. And um and this is what we look from from our wealthy our wealthy um black our wealthy black people at the end of the day. Y'all have the money. Right. Y'all have the resources. Correct. If for, for these change to happen, a lot of us is gonna go through different financial strengths. So, you know, him doing this simple gesture, you know, it's not about how much he spent. It's about the thought process. No, 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 exactly. the thought that he did it. I don't care how much money he spent, to be honest. I actually thought it was dope he did it. I mean, this reminds me of when 50 Cent paid for that um, young girl's uh, funeral. I uh, forgot her name. She got shot by a stray bullet in Queens off of the Q6 line that, for those of us in Queens, we know that line very well. It runs up and down um, Sutphin, and it goes all the way to Rockway, and then it goes all the way back down to Jamaica. Um, so 50 Cent paid for her entire uh, funeral as well. And he didn't have to, but I think he felt an obligation because he comes from the neighborhood she comes from, and he's a Queens native. So shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Now, I mean, this is the proverbial, this is what we mean by the proverbial buy the block back. It's, it's all about if you have the means and you see your people suffering or you see your people in a, a tight spot, you reach back out and you help fix that. I mean, for the longest time in the 90s to early 2000s, a lot of times when mm-hmm. things would happen, black people of prominence would only send their money to white causes. So I think it's an amazing thing that in 2020, something like this happens and you finally starting to see black people kind of putting their money to building back. The communities that they come from, even though Floyd doesn't come from that community, Facts. but he it it doesn't matter. He sees saw what happened, he realized what it is, and he decided to take care of the funeral. Um, I will say, and I'm sure we're gonna get to this, part of these donations and part of these people jumping online and making statements is is all just branding as well. Like it's all fanfare. Facts. Facts. That's a fact. Um, okay. Fact. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, listeners. I'm really beating around the bush with, with this. Where do we go from burning down police precincts? Where do we go from just robbing random ass stores that have nothing to do with what the fuck uh, Floyd actually really died for? What is the agenda? What are we, what are we trying to accomplish moving forward after Floyd? Like what, is the plan is what I'm really like what is the real plan that's my um, honest question what is the real plan my my take on it my take on it this is this is my personal opinion one thing I have to say all the majority of the looting and the burning and, and silly shit just understand that a lot of it's a lot of it isn't even being done by us in particular so just keep that in mind. Okay. And for the listeners out there who has a, a very a very tainted look on it. Okay. At least a good don't think that it's just us doing it. A lot of it is being done by these white people as well. Well, they need to show and those videos have, with the white people because the only video God, I seen was with black lot. people. I'm gonna be there's honest. a lot of videos. There's a lot of people blasting them, bro. And even when you look at a lot of these videos, like I got the ones out in LA and the ones out in Seattle and whatnot. A lot of those cars and stuff that are getting blown up and getting caught fire aren't being set by us. A lot of it, bro. A lot of these... There's, I'm not going to go into my conspiracy theory side. All I want to say is that... All I want to say is that just know that it's just not us. Okay. Although we although we, we are we are breaking certain things and we are damaging certain things, 
I'm not saying no to that. But at the same time, why not, bro? Why not? <laughs> I don't. I that's don't all know. I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say, what's son. Your, what's your, what, what, what's Hold your on, my nigga. I didn't oh. even oh, tell you what okay. my actual thought of my plan process is yet. Okay. Um. Anyways, after all this happens, naturally, what has to happen is reform. Laws have to change. <clears throat> Different things have to happen within the Constitution. You know, and if we, if you know your your history and you do your research enough, you understand that the Constitution was never really written with us in mind to begin with. The Emancipation Proclamation was more of a, was more of a, uh, it's literally a privilege. It says you have now have the privilege to do certain things. It never said that we had the right to do it. Okay. So, yeah, you know, you got to, you got to learn the Constitution, know the, know the law, know different things. And this country was built and designed not with us in mind. You feel me? Certain, you know, certain, certain Certain things have been bent and certain, you know, certain certain victories have been had okay. that allows us to live a bit more comfortable. But we don't we don't have a lot of the same privileges. And this is in the court of law. Like there's a reason why these things there's a reason why certain things get pushed a certain way. But um yeah, policies have to get changed, reform has to happen, laws have to change, funding has to switch. But the only way we could do this as of this current moment is through the voting process and then putting the right elected officials in. Those were a lot of signs from protesters, so I hear you. Those were a lot of signs. Yeah, we have to we have to do a lot of the small municipal elections. We have to do a lot of the local stuff. We have to get the right people locally in, you know. But I, I, a friend of mine went back and forth at me because they're like, "Yeah, we have to do all these things," but I'm just like, "It can't happen unless we make get their attention long enough." for them to feel like it's worth giving us this opportunity. Because a lot of it, we can say all we want, this has to change, this has to change, this has to change. We're still not the people on top. Someone still has to open that door. They have to crack that door open for us to actually walk in. And the only way that's going to happen is if we get the mass majority to believe that we deserve it. Sadly, this is just the reality of it. We can say all we want, reform has to happen, change has to happen. How is it going to happen if we still don't have allies on that side rooting for it for us as well. You feel me? Feel At the end of the day, I could be outside screaming all day I want food. Unless I'm breaking down your door for the food, someone has to actually crack the door open for me. I, from inside. I think that's the perfect way of explaining why people <laughs> are looting and burning things and breaking things. What you just said, and that's, that goes back to what we spoke about last week with Tupac, if if I've been asking you politely for a long period of time for something I know I deserve based off and under the Constitution of the United States of America, if I know that that's what I'm supposed to be getting and I keep getting it and keep getting denied, then eventually I'm going to go from asking to telling and then I'm going to go from telling to demanding and then I'm going to go from demanding to forcing and and that's what what's happening in terms of your initial question distinguish about what happens i think that this needs to happen a little bit longer number 1 we we don't need to let up we need to keep making people feel uncomfortable um we've already started coming up with some solutions there's uh there's a campaign going around now called the 8 can't wait which talks about eight practices that police officers do that can be changed right now. We don't have to wait for any law. We don't have to wait for any situation. 
these practices that happen within the police department can be changed at this immediate moment. So you can look up the eight can't wait um, to figure out all of the different things. One of them can, talks about chokeholds no longer being allowed. Another talks about um, telling people, uh, warning people before they start shooting. So, you know, letting people know, yo, I'm going to, if you don't do X, Y, Z, we will begin firing on you. Um, just different things that I guess when reports come in, there there needs to be explanations as to why certain steps weren't taken. So that's that's one thing that's being axed at the moment. Um, obviously, I think. So with any protest and action, the, the steps are always clear. You start with the protest, then you you get some form of action from it. So we're still in the stage of protesting speaking, um, talking, getting people to understand what the problems that we see as black people as they exist. Um, And then the next step is to start formulating the plans to get each of the things brought to light fixed and handled. So we're seeing a lot of things. We're seeing the police department needing to fix certain things. And we're finally seeing for the first time white people acknowledge that the whole system of America needs some uprooting and some changing. So all of that is going to take time. So the next step would then be, like Flo said, coming up with the actual laws, practices, and institutions that can combat or change what we know to be the issues when it comes to black America, um, but black people in America. Um, so those are the next steps. But I'm, we're going to be here in this protest phase, and I think we should be for a while because it's making people uncomfortable enough now that you're starting to see companies force themselves to make statements, force themselves to give a hundred million dollars or a million dollars here, $20 million there. So that means to me that the protesting is working and, and that people are starting to get nervous. The people that you normally wouldn't, they, if this was only two days, you wouldn't see Twitter giving $13 million to Black Lives Matter. You Facts. you wouldn't see TikTok giving a million dollars. It was on the tenth day, the eleventh day. Amazon give ten million. Yeah, it was it was oh, on wow. the tenth and and eleventh day that you started to see companies say, "All right, listen, we're gonna give money towards here." It's on the tenth and eleventh day that you're starting to see mayors and governors say, "Yo, our police officers and our police departments are fucked up, and we're gonna change it." It was on the tenth and eleventh day that uh, that uh, Virginia will now take down one of its most racist statues they're going to take down uh, i forgot the name of the the fucking command i really don't care the general yeah the general so yeah. they're taking his statue down that statue's been there for centuries so it, is it robert ely yeah it is robert? it's ely yeah so like that means that the protesting is working and the, the rioting and looting is part of it and of course there's three different factions going on there you got people who just the assholes who are looking mm-hmm. at it like yo I'm about to go get this come up on these iPhones that are now mm-hmm. dead and, and just being used as tracking devices. Then you got you you got people who are just so angry and and mm-hmm. then you got people who are on in other movements that are trying to paint black people in a negative light. So you go always going to have Thanks. shit like that. I mean it's scary that that's where we are, but that people literally would have the the evil thought to wake up in the morning and say, "You know what? I want these black people to look bad. So I'm going to start breaking shit up. But uh, that's where nice. we are. But it, show, it shows the maliciousness. And I just want to say two things before we move on, bro. 
what I one thing I appreciated about this 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 the this round of protest because there's gonna be many rounds of it because like what X said we gotta stay consistent and we gotta stay we gotta keep the pressure on them is that a lot of our affluent leaders there's a lot of politicians and a lot of people who thought they were immune from this that are realizing that the hate is real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that the discrimination is real and it I think. A part of me is glad that Donald Trump is doing the wacky shit he's doing right now because it just goes to show a lot of people that were on the fence that he actually don't give a fuck. So yeah, because you can't fake that. that. You you can't. You can't. Like like what's in his heart is in his heart, and he he can exactly. he can try all he wants to like seem like he's for black people, but you you can't fake being for somebody if you don't like them or you're not you don't really understand. Something like this will really expose you for not being able to understand. That's that's 100% of the truth. And my last point to that is just going to be, if nothing else, this goes to show you the threat of the black dollar. A lot of these companies are in fear. At the end of the day, riding and the looting still actually works out in their favor. In the end of it, these companies have insurance. I was just about to say that somebody told me they, they got get insurance. Money back from all this. Yeah, somebody you definitely know, told the me government that. Government is going to initially. You don't think they're going to initially? Uh, if you keep getting yeah. your shit robbed, if you keep getting fucked up, it, it starts. You only going to get but so much. <laughs> it starts to starts to cause an issue. But um, it also shows that a lot of major companies do understand and understand the worth of the black dollar. And we've said this for years. I mean, there's a lot of people that said this. If we we're we're not the largest population in the in the country, but our spending power We is spend enormous. the most. Yeah, we spend the most. So if if we really start to pool our money together and pull it out and really start circulating within our own communities, the wealth structure is going to explode. But you know everything happens in time. This I'm is just glad that this this is what should be a part of the plan. This is one of the things that we should really make a part of the plan. Black people, if you really feel the way you feel, not just about policing and whether it's white or black cops, just the police in general. If you really feel that way, what about a community watch? structure to the point that we didn't need polices. That I mean, that's one of the things on the table. That's one thing on the table. That's one of the things on the docket. And At the end of the, the day, second, though, the, 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 yeah. the state won't officially recognize that. Not to say that it can't happen and it shouldn't happen, but there will still be police. Like, until the... No, no, until no, no, no. Is, uh, I'm, and I'm okay with that. I'm not saying get rid of the police at all because I think we still need the police. But what I am saying is that if we really actually want to, quote unquote, police our communities, get a community watch that is literally mimicked after the police. But these are actually people that we ourselves, we vet. Mm-hmm. We agree. can't vet police officers. We can't. Problem with that. Yeah. Talk to me, Flo. Problem with that is that we don't have no real designated black neighborhoods so then we will just create yeah i know so then so then a part of the agenda that will be like that will be like part b of this the policing situation then we create that true new york city should really be one of those states the real problem with it 
the real problem that we're facing, that's not it's not a problem with the idea. The idea is great, but the problem that we're facing is not I don't I don't agree that we don't have black neighborhoods. I, I think that we don't have enough black leadership right now because of how I agree. how fractioned off we've been because of the development of society over the last 10 years and Mm -hmm. older black people being afraid to talk to younger black people Mm -hmm. younger black people feeling like they don't need older black people because they feel like Mm -hmm. the older generation left like left them on to to fend for themselves so i think Mm -hmm. that we need to start as a community kind of redefining who our leaders are in each faction yes we have tamika mallory yeah we got sean king we got bless him we have Barack Obama, we have Jamel God Hill, like we have mm-hmm. Van Lathan. We have a whole bunch yes. of different people, but they're mm-hmm. more on the celebrity side of things than the community activist side of things. And you're saying we just need a we just need a bunch of locals that we really we support. We need a bunch of uh, local leaders like how okay. we had in the eighties when when hip hop was arising and you had right. um uh DJ Cool Herc and all of them and they mm-hmm. weren't mm-hmm. just they weren't just uh, entertainers, but they were also leaders in Correct. African Bombada. Like you had mad mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. who were bringing people together and saying, yo, this is what we want to happen in our communities. So we just we need more of that um, so that when these things like when you can bring a community watch together, because we don't have mm-hmm. any trusted voices. We don't have as many trusted voices within the local spectrum of things. I agree. Um Good going, point. going, yeah, that that is a great point, XAB. Definitely. Going to so really quickly, so this article that I sent you guys from Vice.com, women attempts to run over a man during a protest in my fucking dream place I want to live in, Denver, Colorado. That motherfucking white lady. So um XAB posed the question. So at the rate of the protest happening, at what point do we shift gears and actually take our protest underground? Um, I think both are necessary. I don't think we have to take it underground. I think there has to be an underground component attached to it. Okay, I'll, gotcha. I, I was going to say that. I always, okay. I always say that we don't need to put the playbook out in the open. A lot of times that's what we do with social media um, because mm-hmm. the easiest way to communicate with one another. But if we start to do community, um, come together as a community, we don't always need to announce to everybody and, and let us our our groups get infiltrated because at the end of the day we know that it's happening we we see it live people are are videotaping police putting out bricks people are videotaping Yo. police <laughs> breaking up glass doors at all those zone. videos was crazy so cutting in the jewelry stores yeah Son. so so Son. we know we know that that part of the movement is getting hijacked the the part that is public and so we just need to come to the consensus that an underground version of what's happening needs to happen too. And I think it is happening um, just, again, with the like Tamika Mallory's and stuff. They're not putting everything that they want to do out in the open. They're of definitely course not. not. Uh, of course not. So a lot of, they're having a lot of these private conversations. But again, I think on the local level in each each state, we need to start designating, you know, groups and people Mm -hmm. that can get that information from whatever chain and help disperse it amongst the community. But yeah, underground components definitely necessary as well as the mainstream. 
I agree. Um, really I quick. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Um, all I want to say, I agree with that a hundred percent. We do have to have an underground faction, and I hope that a part of that underground faction has more of the wealthier black people in our community donating, putting their money up, because none of this is going to be cheap. None of this is going to be free. All of these things cost a lot. So I hope you have the our wealthy entrepreneurs amongst them. The we know them, the Diddy's, the Jays, the Oprah's, mm-hmm. or whoever they are, are billionaires and them putting their money where their mouth is. Yo, I'ma donate fifty mil, yo, I'ma donate a hundred mil. If we want to really get this thing moving and put a realistic plans, the realistic blueprints down in order for, you know, certain things to happen because it's gonna be a lot of a lot of um a lot of money has to transfer in this time frame. So it's just the reality of it, and you know, money talks money. <laughs> you know, if you want to get, if you want things to move faster, you gotta have the money behind it. I agree. So shifting gears for a bit. So I don't know if anybody saw last weekend. Um, it's it it almost was ten years that we went into outer space. NASA has went back into outer space. Um, on the moon. Um, so big shout out to NASA for making that uh making that pledge. Okay. So SpaceX, SpaceX, and SpaceX. NASA. Yeah, SpaceX and NASA uh, spacecraft launches back into outer space after not having left the U.S. soil in nearly a decade. The first time in history that a commercial aerospace company has carried humans into Earth's orbit. Even though with COVID-19, this was interesting to, 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 to hear them say, NASA claimed that it still had to fulfill their mission into international space with the, to, to keep the International Space uh, Station mission. So how do we feel about moon colonies? Because that, that's one thing that they were talking about on the news, like they're getting ready to really make sure these moon colonies are a thing moving forward. I don't know about the moon colony, but I, I could see Mars being a realistic thing by like 2050, mm. pushing 2100. Mm. I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen in our generation. Nah, I don't think it's happening in our generation. Like the start of it. Our, yeah, so I, I think the... No, go ahead, Phil. Mm, go ahead. No, go ahead, Phil. I was just going to say, I think... Um, I think... By the time we're old, grand, we're old men. Yeah, we're going to be like 70, 80 type shit looking at kids going to space. See, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see like the realistic like humans on Mars, like legitimately on Mars. In terms of colonizing and in terms of building a colony and actually setting up uh, um, infrastructure up there, I don't see it happening maybe for the next 50 to 100 years. Heard you. That's my opinion. So I was... Uh, I was I was clarifying between SpaceX and NASA for two things. So I think for the longest time, um, NASA has not been building uh, rocket ships um, for for astronauts, and so they 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 got funding cut. I believe it was it was when we were doing the podcast. It might have been the first year of our podcast. Their funding got cut in regards oh, to wow. that. That was a minute ago. So that's why uh, when you read it too. SpaceX is a private company. It's not a part of the government. NASA is government funded. Oh, SpaceX okay. is by Elon Musk, who owns Tesla. Um, oh, and so shit. That's why it's very interesting that a private company is now... Because the government can't tell him what to do with these rockets. Like wow. he's he's collaborating with NASA right now, but so you're saying yeah. so you're saying Elon Musk could have went into space if he wanted to without NASA, like Elon he could have sent somebody else. Has, has been sending rockets into space for the last several years. His rockets Shit. land on their own. 
So most rockets, when they re- return back to to the Earth, they break up and they mm-hmm. have to they have to land them in the ocean nine out of ten times right. so that they don't crash because uh-huh. they only they only crash land. Elon Musk, his rockets go straight up into space and they return back intact and they land on on wow. their base. So wow. he the, the technology is so advanced that he can have it land on a boat, like he has it land on some of these <sighs> docking ships. So his, t- I mean, we already know Elon Musk is what people consider to be the actual Iron Man of this generation. Um, wow. But um, but yeah, he's definitely th- a threat. He he's a threat to their money, boy. I tell you that. <laughs> the idea of of space colonies, I mean, it's inevitable. I do feel like it's the backup plan for a lot of. I think that's warming. the real. I think it's the real plan that scientists have put forth, but they're telling us. That we need to try and curve global warming, but in a lot of their estimations, they're like, "Yo, we fucked up the planet, and one of our best bets to maybe not do this again is to go to a planet like Mars and terraform it, and hopefully we learn how to how to take care of our environment in a way that we can." We're so advanced now; we understand about electric and wind uh, technologies that we won't have to do some of the shit that we did in the past that fucked up the planet. So we're going to try our best to to keep people on Earth. But there's so many different, like, even in animes, animes and movies where Mars either becomes a federation or Earth becomes the, the planet federation and wars start to happen between people on Mars and people on Earth. And I think it's a reality. I think the moon is the, is the testing lab. I think they're trying the moon because it's the easiest to get to. Mars takes a very long time. So... Um, to really easily test it, they're going to the moon. They're trying to colonize on the moon, see what what is necessary about space in general, and then the real the big game, uh, game time is actually going to Mars and terraforming it, and it's not far off at all for sure. Wow. Um. Okay. Um. Speaking about far off, so I just recently. I would not by any means consider myself a gamer. I do not know when the latest games are dropping verbatim for PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, none of that shit. However, I do watch a lot of YouTube videos on games. So I'm always on PSN. I'm always on Game uh, GameStop. I'm always on these uh, YouTube channels that discuss brand new games and who you know who's buying what. So I was on one of the, the YouTube channels. I forgot which one I was on. And they were talking about the price points for the PlayStation. So I did not know that in 2013, the PlayStation 4 was, I mean, the PlayStation 3 was one of the only game consoles that came out that year that the price point was so high. That was the top selling console of that year. I did not know that. PlayStation was the first one to put their console at such a high point that no other console put it that way. And PlayStation still outbeat everybody. So... Right now, the price points for PlayStation 5, which is set to hit holiday 2020. So I don't know if that's Christmas. I don't know if that's a new year. I don't know if that's Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving. That's Christmas. Okay, Christmas. So Typically. they said it's between 400, 400 and 500 Um, With Nintendo's uh, Wii Switch still at $300, how much more money are you willing to pay for a console, y'all? Because 400 500 I feel like that that, that got to be the cutoff. Because if we're talking 500 for a game console, nigga, I'm not doing no more than that. I'm sorry. I mean, the Xbox I mean, One. That's kind of what you want to pay, bro. Hmm? X, Xbox. So that's what. The, the, Xbox, uh, the Xbox One X is five to $600 now. 
So Jeez. I actually don't think that the PlayStation Five being four to five hundred is a bad price at all. With yeah. I was gonna say I paid I paid calm four fifty for my Xbox when I got it my Xbox One S. So I got a so so the question is how much money would you really pay for a console like if you had to choose the price point? And this doesn't this doesn't mean because clearly we know that there's niggas that's making below minimum wage. If they want that PS4 that costs four hundred, they gonna get that PS4 that costs four hundred. So it don't matter about how much money you're making. It just matters what would you pay. So what would you guys pay for a console? I like think what it, would you really pay? Honestly, I think for me personally, it it really depends on what comes with the console or what what the console is is capable of doing. Right now, I'm at a space where nothing really impresses me. So okay, I'm not like super excited to go buy a new iPhone. I'm not super excited to go buy a new console. But it really depends on what I feel like that council is going to give me. So, um, right, I wouldn't. I definitely don't think that I would rush out. I mean, I, I, if I want it, I'm gonna get it. But I don't think I would rush out to buy anything that's around seven hundred dollars. Talk, talk, daddy. If I want it, I'm gonna get it. Okay, I mean, it's true. But I'm not getting Boss, my man. Like a, yeah, my man like a little fat ass on the side of that peach cobbler, my I, nigga. So I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I would go. I don't think I would get a council that was price pointed at like seven hundred dollars or something like that. Five hundred, I'm cool with. Seven hundred and up, uh, yeah, I, it'll it'll take a lot of convincing to get me to get something like that. For seven hundred, that shit better come with a VR system <laughs> of a chick licking the tip of my dick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's gotta be wild. That shit better come with, that, that, that be, with a Puerto Rican ass. For seven hundred, I gotta be able to put on some goggles and some gloves and feels like I'm in the war zone, boy. Right. Like, it's gotta be wild. Just, it's gotta be wild. It has to be entertaining enough for me to feel like it's worth it. Seven hundred dollars, boy. That's too much. It has to be revolutionary. I'm cool it has to be a revolution. Like, I'm okay if the shit is revolutionary. If the iPhone come out right now and you could project holograms, I'll pay 1200 for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But if it's the same iteration of what we already have and they talking about $1,200, i am you can miss me with that. Same thing with, with, right. the, with the game consoles. If it's revolutionary, you know, PlayStation, when it first came out, was we spoke about this a while ago, but PlayStation yeah. was revolutionary because of the way the graphics were. We never saw graphics like that graphics before. Crazy. So now we we've already seen the 4K graphics. We we've already seen these engines and how they operate. It's gonna take a little bit more than that to impress me enough to be like, oh, I got I'm dropping a G on this shit. So yeah, it has to be like revolutionary and something that I know I'm gonna have like fun doing. Like VR, like y'all said. But I would say around five, agree. five, no more than six, definitely. That's my price point right now. No more than five for me. I heard you. So, okay. So, I, I guess we're into the entertainment. I don't know what the fuck is going on in entertainment because I've been off. When I say off social media, I don't know what the fuck is going on besides protesting. So, celebrity reaction to what they exposed. Virgil and his $50 donation post. What the fuck is that about? What is Virgil talking about? Oh, we could just give out the clown awards uh, at this point oh, in the podcast. Oh, shit. Ah, damn. So, Virgil uh, from Louis Vuitton, as you guys know, he worked with Kanye um, and has come up with his own brand called Off-White. Um, so okay. He got killed this week because he decided to post up a $50 donation that he 
gave to bailing uh, people out of jail, the protesters. Wait, 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 wait. He gave fifty dollars, bro. So, like fifty. So the the explanation is his his friend his friends were doing a matching uh one of those matching situations where one of them posted money and said match my donation. So the the donation was fifty dollars. He matched it. However, the part that makes it silly and and why he got flack is he posted it. He didn't he had no business posting that shit. Like if that was the little situation, then cool. And then on top of it, he claims he po- he he actually donated $20,000 to the cause, but that only came out after the whole post of 50,000. I mean 50 dollars, 50,000. Well, I'm giving him way more slack than he needs $50. Virgil. So he started Virgil, looking like a I know goddamn clown. I hope you don't get no dick for the rest of the month. I hope no nigga put no dick in your back. Okay? I hope you get no dick, Virgil. Okay? No dick. Nobody from the LGBTQ AI plus community give that man dick. Okay? Thank you. Next. So um, Drake. Uh, yes. Drake had put up an ode or some, some memorial poem to George Floyd in the beginning. It was a little weird. Um, but afterwards, he... He spoke about his donations and what he's doing. So kudos to Drake. Um, but that old shit that he did in the beginning was a little sus. It, it wasn't it. Uh, Rihanna, Rihanna got the me- was on brand, messaged appropriately. Kudos to Rihanna. She did her thing. Uh, Madonna, <laughs> Madonna got heat this week because she had her son dancing to uh, "They Don't Really Care About Us" by Michael Jackson, and okay. it just the timing of it i mean he killed that shit i ain't even gonna hold you that nigga killed that dance but <laughs> the 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 timing of it just a lot of people felt like it it just didn't sit right and then of course there's always the picture of this white lady and her adopted black son first of all um, madonna could get all this black dick though uh, okay but <laughs> uh whatever works for you. okay uh, <laughs> but the the problem I think the imaging is just a little weird. Yeah, like <laughs> like the white woman having her son go her black son go out and dance for them. Like I, it just was off. I don't think the obviously the message because Madonna has been an advocate for black people for a very long time. So Mad I, just, I don't think that was her message, but it just didn't sit right with a lot of people. LL Cool J first came out with some wacky tweets and then decided to get on camera and rap angrily at everybody. Uh, the rap was all right. Looky funny. It, it was definitely funny to watch. <laughs> a lot of people said, "Watch it without the sound, and you're gonna start dying." Um, <laughs> Trina is getting her black card revoked. Uh, her really? silly ass. Yeah, she did some walking. What did she do? Please tell shit. me. Her silly ass decided to go on whatever radio show they was on. I think they was with Big Boy. Um, it was her and Trick Daddy, <laughs> and she started calling the protesters animals and was getting upset because her friend's business got looted and started talking about, oh, well, it was a black man that took my brother's life. So, you know, you want to talk about crime or black men losing their life? Let's talk. About-. She just was saying a whole bunch of just, nah, that ain't it, sis. And of course, she tried to backtrack today and put out an apology. But a lot of these 
celebrities <laughs> are just getting exposed for what like we as black people always champion them and and kind of put all this hype behind them but when they speak and when moments like this happen where people are just reacting mm. from their heart you really right. get to see who these individuals really are drew Brees, i love drew Brees, but drew Brees came out the yesterday and or this morning and he said some wacky shit and i don't again i don't think in his heart he was trying to be malicious but it showed to me like his white privilege how much he sits in his white privilege that the words that came out of his mouth he didn't even realize how it sounded or how it was coming off i don't think that what he was i don't think he was alluding to something negative but he basically said that when he sees people kneel for the flag is disrespectful and that um that when he sees the flag he sees his great grandfathers who fought in world war ii and this that and the third and it's like bruh there's plenty of black people that fought in world war ii that didn't even get acknowledged and then two we all know that kaepernick was told by someone in the military that kneeling would be the best way to protest respectfully because it's it, it means uh respect or, or giving giving recognition to those who are fallen so someone in the military told kaepernick to kneel and that's why he started the whole kneeling campaign because he felt like it wasn't going to be disrespectful and that it represented uh you know, respecting those who, who who have fallen. So him saying all of that, it just made him sound tone deaf to the whole situation. And of course, at this time, that's just the wrong message uh, to be saying. But Fuck yeah, I Drew just feel Brees. like mad celebrities Ain't getting exposed. Fuck you. You got businesses got exposed. Uh, a lot of businesses that uh, have already started giving donations to the Trump campaign. A lot of people put those joints out. So you wow. got like Home Depot. Some people said Wendy's. Wendy's came out and said they not they have not contributed to Trump. Wendy was just like, <laughs> "Our CEO ain't playing no none of those game, boy." Yeah, so I don't know who to be, who to believe in that. But chick, but I, I just want to clarify that 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 Wendy's, KFC, and um and a bunch of them, Popeyes, I think as well. The mother company, the parent company that owns all of them, the CEO of that company supports Trump. So just understand that doesn't who, mean that so Wendy's who's, and them support them. Who, who's that person? Because I was just about to say, my father went to Home Depot's fucking today. Do, do I tell that man stop going to Home Depot's? I'm just trying to figure out who, whose side I mean, am I going to be on? It's like, it's like think about it like this, right? Mm-hmm. If all three of us own a company, right? Uh-huh. But all of us sold the majority share of or a part share of our company to a larger firm. Mm-hmm. Whoever owns the larger firm, let's say he's a, a racist bigot, but we've never really met him. You feel me? But we're our companies still function and do what they do on their individual basis. That's kind of what that represents right there. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. D Flow. There's a saying that goes guilty by association. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. I mean, these people probably own that shit from back in the day, bro. That doesn't mean that doesn't. So let me ask you a question. Right? There's Before no exclusion. Much deeper. There's no exclusion. If you're if you're now the CEO of Wendy's, you never knew this man was there. You don't even know who the, the person who owns that company, the shell company that owns Wendy's. Right. Or you don't even know them like that. And then you find out that he's uh, a racist person. 
You're quitting your CEO job? Henry Bernard Leslie Gray, because that's what's going to be on the paper, not distinguished. Henry Bernard Leslie Gray should have done his fucking research. Should have done his research. Because now when niggas come at me, they're going to be like, wait, how the fuck didn't Mr. Gray know that already before he took that deal? That's what they're going to say, D-Flo. They're going to say that. XAB is going to say that. You're going to say that too. I'm not going to tell you to quit your job. No, bro. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're going to say, but my nigga, why, how, how didn't you know that he, this nigga was racist before uh, you said yes to the CEO position? How would you position? have known he's racist, though, bro? Did you have that personal conversation? Do you... They, you can't just spot a racist out of, especially on that corporate level, when they hired you. I probably can't spot the corporate racist on that level, but it is still Henry Gray's job to find out like exactly like what this person is about. Maybe I should have actually probably took this person to dinner to really find out how they think about people. Now, he could have been lying at dinner, but that doesn't mean that I still didn't inquire about what this type of individual was and then come to my own so- inference and my own opinion. I think that is very hard to. It's easier, it's easier said than done, bro. I think it's I very, hear you, brother. I think it's very hard to to fault anybody because when we're talking about political donations, at the end of the day, and those are done privately for the most part. Um, and I don't think except any, Virgil, except Virgil, <laughs> except Virgil. But I don't <laughs> think that no anybody, dick for him, y'all. No yeah, dick. Nobody knows off rip like who's associated with what and a lot of times what these companies do is they'll donate to both campaigns they'll donate to to the trump campaign and they'll donate to the democratic so campaign. these companies are bisexually doing these donations heard you okay all right they're just making sure whoever wins has their best interest bro okay okay all. all right so i i mean i i hear you like in terms of uh you know definitely as much as you can but a lot of a lot of these situations is very, very up in the air. Like Chick Fil A, we we knew that they they uh, donated to Donald Trump last year, so we know right, we correct. And people still that. buy Chick Fil A. People do still buy Chick Fil A, um, so we know that that was a possibility this year. I think Wendy's kind of caught certain people by surprise. KFC did, but again, uh, D Flow has a point in terms of. There's one company that owns like Wendy, like a bunch of the chain restaurants, and the CEO of Wendy's may not be down with Trump, but the parent company is the one that's deciding to put out the money. Um, it's kind of hard in that in that predicament as to what like to do. As a consumer, you can always just decide not to fuck with them, but as some as a CEO or Someone who who works for Wendy's, like an average worker for Wendy's, would not have known that. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. For now. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Correct.
Right, right, right. Okay. Right. Uh huh. Henry Bernard Leslie Gray still has to be Henry Bernard Leslie Gray. I should have known. I I should I should have had a conversation with his pops. I should I should have asked more questions. I should have asked. That's that's my stance. That's gonna be my stance forever until until the grave, brother. I should have asked more. I should have been around his family for family dinners, boat rides. Airplane, casinos, family like, gatherings. Nobody, nobody does that for regular business. Nobody's not Henry Bernard Leslie Gray. I'm sorry, I. But I'm, you don't do that for regular business. If you if if you get hired by a company, you're not going to dinner with everybody. A lot of companies, that's a that's even against company policy. So I think that I think that there's a I I understand the the idea of it, but I think the point being made is that. On a business level, if I'm treat if I'm working with someone business wise and and let's say I get a, a loan from a bank, like I'm I'm getting the loan from the entity of the bank. If that bank on commercials is saying they stand with black people, they saying this, they saying that, um, I'm gonna have confidence that I'm working with a bank that has my best interest in mind. If it comes out later that the CEO of that bank uh has been backing Trump. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going. I would find it hard pressed to be like, well, everybody who was banking with them should have known. On surface level, it says that they fuck with with the people. I didn't even know who the CEO was, so I think it's kind of. It, I I hear the sentiment like, you you should know, but I think it's also kind of hard to have that stance because you don't know what you don't know. When you find Thanks. out. What you decide to do when you find out is always up to you as an individual, which I think is where most people are. But I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to say like you should you you should have known because it, it's very hard to know these things. So, um, it's the it's the hardcore reality. Well, the hardcore just reality, man. hypothetically in terms of this network incorporated, I should have known. I, I should have known. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. I respect your opinion. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna be privy, obviously, to the current job I have now, whether or not I know. Like I do know. So one thing that I, well, one thing I will say, and then we can move on to the next topic. One thing I will say is that the job that I have now, prior to this job, the last job I had before it, I did something that I never really do. And I'm not even gonna say the job because what I'm about to say is about to sound fucking crazy. What I did, I went to my job's website at the time and I did something I never do. I never go to the directory and I never go to see who's who. I never I never do shit like that. I never mm-hmm. like read, oh, this person is. I never did that before. Like nobody told me to do it. No, actually, I'm lying. My manager at the time told me to do it. So I did it, but I went deep. And when I say I went deep, I went to the point where I was like, what would I have to do? to have dinner with my CEO. Now, again, I can't say the name of this company because what was being told to me was this is one of the best companies that Glassdoor recommends anybody who works in the United States work for. This is what Glassdoor was saying. Number two, Glassdoor was also saying that the retention rate is very high, meaning most people that work for this company, doesn't matter when you, you do not, you do not um, quit. Mm-hmm. And that part was true. 
that because I definitely spoke to a lot of people when we had our company events and I went online because online they show you how long people have been there. Most people that worked for the last company I worked for, they were there for over 25 years. Most of them. So I was like, damn. And when I say most, I mean like a good 75%. So I was like, God damn, something got like, there has to be something. I was trying to find a flaw and I honestly could not find a flaw. I was like, Nah, this, this is weird. So mm-hmm. I was I was trying to go to the furthest extent is what I was saying. So if I was still working for said company, which now I wish I was for this particular conversation, I wonder what I would have found out at that dinner. If I actually went all the way and said, what if I was given the opportunity to have dinner with the CEO? What like what loops or what things would I have had to have done to get there? Obviously, I would have you know, had to go through the ranks and move up in position. But what would, what would I have had to say? Because one of the things that they used to say at the company events was, you never know who you're talking to or who you might be talking to. So always make sure you know who's who in the company. That's what they used to say. No other company never told me that. And I'll leave it like that. No other company ever told me you need to know who's who because you never know who you're going to meet and then what you might have to say. I mean, most companies, a lot of companies, yeah, it's important to know in title who you're speaking to. They want you to know, like, if you're talking to a director of operations for the entire or a regional company, director. Yeah. that you're not sitting there being flagrant at the tongue. And now they come back to your manager and it's like, yo, homeboy over there was wilding at the, the holiday party. Like, you sure we keeping him on deck? Like... Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, holiday parties and things like that are always a great time to try and figure out who you're working for and what they're about, but there's still only so much you can learn from those events because at the end of the day, if those people are professionals, they're only going to let you in to a certain extent. They're not, they're not gonna, they, they shouldn't let you in on every personal detail of their life. Most people aren't. So it's always interesting. And corporate life is just, is it's all this stuff is just like, we're learning every day. Like there's always behind the scenes stuff going on. We, we've learned with, even with this protest that there's a lot of behind the scenes shit going on to try and incite things. We see in politics every day, there's a lot of behind the scenes shit going on. So it's it's only natural that the same shit is happening in corporate business as well. Speaking about um, behind the scenes and business as usual, Anonymous is back and Anonymous claims that they have intel on Trump um, being involved with sex trafficking. Um, how fucking true is that or far fetched? I, 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 I would say allegedly he was great friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, boy, the rabbit hole I is mean, getting been- deeper. In that in that dossier that came out years ago, it it basically said that what Russia has on Trump is that he's involved in sex trafficking <laughs> and prostitution. Um, I'm I'm not gonna traffic in rumors, but um, I don't find that to be far fetched. Trump is just one of those guys that has the ego that thinks he's untouchable. That I could just see him getting propositioned by one of his quirky friends being like, yo, you want to deal with her? 
and him being like, how much? Like, he doesn't seem like he stands on much of a moral high ground. We've seen how he treats his multiple wives that he's he's had over the years and I mean, things of that nature. This, so This is the same man that he said he would have sex with his daughter, bro. So I wouldn't be surprised. This is the same man that says <laughs> all you got to do is grab. If you're rich and famous, you just got to grab him by the pussy. Grab him by so, the pussy. That's exactly what he said. So that tells me a very privileged individual that if he really wanted a girl and and he seems like the type of dude that as he's getting older he has to prove to himself that he can still he still got it like type of situation so i i don't put it past him if hard evidence came out and showed that he was involved in something like that i would not be shocked i would which leads which leads to my next point so with that being said xab Hypothetically speaking, D-Flow and XAB, what if hard evidence came out, which in fact proved hypothetically that Donald Trump actually was involved in sex trafficking with minors? What would that say about this country? Because <laughs> if he's still president, rich white man. if he's still president after this information comes out, I honestly don't think we can be quote unquote living in America anymore because I can't live in America with somebody who is supposed to be the leader of the free world with all the shit that he said already he should have been impeached and all the things he's done but this this part if he's still president there's something wrong with me still living in America honestly there has to be something wrong with me if hard evidence came out especially during this election period <laughs> he is losing the election by a landslide however you will Land see you will see a lot of people trying to defend it and or talk about deep state and or talk about I mean you see it now I'm, I'm I had to like chill from Instagram and stuff because there are a lot of black people that go through like Support circular Trump. hoops yeah. to yeah. to try and prove that Donald Trump is not racist you could say Donald Trump is good for the country you could say Donald Trump uh has policies that help black people mm-hmm. out or mm-hmm. whatever but you cannot sit here and tell me that donald trump is is not a racist like i i just don't understand where this argument is coming from and you have to jump through so many hoops just to try and make it seem like he isn't and then people always compare well barack obama never did anything for the for black people and i'm like yo like people just are revisionist if i hear one more fucking thing with barack obama they do nothing for black people or more black people died underneath Barack Obama. Listen, and I think I said it last week. There's nothing that can get done to the specific black person or for the specific black person. The reforms and stuff that we want does not come from the federal side. Nope. It doesn't. It comes from the state and local side. That's why Atlanta works. Atlanta is all exactly. local and state reformation. <laughs> they, That's it. They, you cannot, you, the president can't demand. New York City is not going to give more money to fucking inner city schools if they feel as if though the school in Brownsville don't deserve as much money as the school in Midtown Manhattan. It's just the reality. At the end of the day, the money comes from the local, the local council members, the different, the different small municipals around the different counties, and it's, it's associated with with property tax. So it's big fact. It's a it's a trap in a sense. 
You got Brownsville. Brownsville doesn't have that much property income. Uh, so therefore, the property tax is not large. And then when they redistribute it out for schooling, they don't get a lot of funds for it, as opposed to you go all you go to Midtown Manhattan, where property tax is outrageous and they're getting Facts. mad bread for it. So now any school in Midtown has a fucking space station in it because they have that people, much money. People, people really don't understand that. Property tax is not high in the majority parts in any low-income area in Brooklyn. Compared to right out in Long Island, property tax is what? 10 to 14K? Mm. Meanwhile, in certain parts of Brooklyn, if you go to Brownsville, property tax in Brooklyn in Brownsville is 2800 You feel me? You see the difference? Mm. And it's it's a very big difference, bro. So that money, very, that very money, big difference. money for schooling comes directly from property tax. So that's one thing. But again, yeah, like the states are individualized for a reason. And federal federal law can be enacted, but it has to it, it, it's for the the entire country. It means that this is a standard for the country. The, the states still have their independence. So they can they can have state legislation and things like that that are solely for them. The things that you some people want to try and say that Barack or well, he was in in office for eight years and nothing changed mm-hmm. on police brutality, this, that, and the third. Y'all are revisionist historians because he mm-hmm. attempted and uh, what's his name, the attorney general at the time. They attempted a lot of legislation. The The thing about legislation is they you can't just executive order some shit. Obama can't just walk up and say, I hereby declare today every black person deserves reparations and needs to get it. Right. A law right. has to be drafted up. It uh-huh. has to be approved, go through the House and the Senate, and then he has to sign it. If the House <laughs> and the Senate say, fuck that. That's the end of that. That's the end of that bill. Like I don't know, we need to go back to schoolhouse rock days and have them fucking commercials uh, uh, going. I don't think people know that, bro. I think I don't think a lot of people know that either. Son, this nigga spent the majority part of his second term trying just trying to pass a health care bill mm-hmm. that would benefit the middle and low income. If that doesn't tell you, the imagine that you're trying to pass this one major bill. And you're like, yo, your I own, pass. they're gonna be like, listen, your own people fighting you on this bill. Your own party not fucking with you. <laughs> hey. And and now you're gonna go back to the state in the house and be like, hey, I wanna pass this other thing, right? And they're gonna be like, whoa, well, hold on. We're already trying to pass this one bill for you. You ain't getting nothing else through the house right now. That was it. And then like, the shit flipped. Uh the last part of his presidency, the 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 Republicans took, I believe, the House, if not the House and the Senate. I think they took both. I took they took the House and the Senate. So it was fuck you to whatever other legislation you thought was coming through this bitch. You're not getting that. So I mean, but yeah, that's just hilarious. But yeah, I would say that he should lose in a landslide if anything like that ever came out. Um Get him out of here. And I do believe that Donald Trump will be facing charges when his presidency is over. I strongly believe so. I too, really, bro. I really, I really, yes, I really, I really hope so because the the other thing that should be added to the protest is 
yeah, we know all this, you know, black people getting killed by the police shit, but on that agenda, yo, we can't just let Donald J. Trump slide. Like how Default be saying, we ain't going to let it slide, nigga. We can't let it slide, bro. Y'all niggas didn't let Bill Clinton slide. Y'all niggas didn't let Bill Cosby slide. Y'all niggas damn sure not letting R. Kelly slide. If we let this nigga slide, boy, I'm looking at America funny forever. Forever. And, and this man, no other president in history has ever said, well, not since the Civil War, of course, but there's not been another situation where a president threatened its American citizens with the army, bringing in the army. <laughs> there's been every, every president goes to a point where they, they want to threaten you with the National Guard. And that's still at a very state level. But when you say, hey, if y'all don't control this, I'm going to bring the army in and get it done myself. Bro, that's first of all, these niggas came through. Even the National Guard niggas came through and they came through like there was like, it's like it was like, party. oh, it's party time over here. We about to get this working. Like these niggas, these niggas was over enthusiastic, bro. It's like they were just, it's like they snorted coke and they were like, we about to go party tonight. <laughs> Hoorah. <laughs> Who robbed motherfuckers? That these niggas was hype. I don't know what type of adrenaline rush these niggas was having. Even though niggas in the city, bro, it was like they is like they snorted coke and jerked off and then went out there and were just trying <laughs> to do whatever, bro. It was it was the most wildest thing to me to see it happen because the amount of excitement in their faces, like they were looking forward to coming out here to do this. Yeah, bust it's niggas' like, asses. No. Listen, no. when, when you hear when you hear a catchphrase which will forever be chronicalized, everybody's gonna be using this shit. When you hear some shit, and I quote, because this is what was said: when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Nobody's gonna forget that was said. Nobody's gonna forget that. So Donald Trump is um, on thin ice crazy, right now. Bro. He really is. No, nobody's gonna forget that. I know that a um, lot of people we spoke about. Uh, we didn't get to. We didn't touch on yet. Uh, the blackout Tuesday that happened uh, this past June 2nd. And I do think we need to kind of clarify something. So I saw the black community kind of go back and forth about this. And mm-hmm. so I want to clarify for anybody who was confused. The blackout Tuesday was not saying that people should have been silent and or not uh, say anything on their social media platforms for the day. The blackout Tuesday's purpose was to show solidarity and to to post solely about pro the protests and or black business and issues going on. For whatever reason, somehow people got confused and thought that people were saying silence yourself in the middle of a protest. I don't know how people got that from it, but um yeah, I've seen a lot of people like going back and forth and I've seen people trying to get like, you always got those people who got to be contrarian and got to make it seem like, oh, yeah, see, I didn't do it because because there were some hiccups with it. Some people were putting Black Lives Matter and that hashtag was interfering with the algorithm um, for the Black Lives Matter movement. But oh, wow. um, I, I just think that it, that, again, also highlights an important part of the movement that we need to be aware of. And that's people got to just. If you're not offering a solution or help, shut the fuck up. Like it's it's really right. unnecessary. Big, <laughs> yo, I done had a big lot of Big Huncho, Huncho, big fat. I had a few arguments with people this week, bro. That's just 
coming with their negative shit. And I'm just like, I, I was almost on some, yo, I might have to stop fucking with someone else <laughs> because <laughs> thank you, y'all amen. Me tight, amen. Like I honestly, listen, you got your opinion. You feel how you want to feel, but at the end of the day, you can't deny what the wrong is. You feel me? And right. Stop. It's like everybody got a complaint, but I'm just like my nigga. Like you, you saying, oh y'all just wasting your time. Y'all this, you just doing that. I'm just like my nigga. What the fuck are you doing? What's your solution? If you don't got What's a solution, solution I don't want to hit. I don't if you're hit. not out like, there on the front so lines, pull, what you doing? You got so much pull to run up to, to the state house and change laws, my nigga? Because you, you acting like you could walk up in Albany and say, what's up to Cuomo? Facts. <laughs> what's good? Like, what's good, my nigga? You straight? I need you to do this. No, my nigga. You can't even go to Bill de Blasio and do that shit. Come on, son. Like, that shit getting me tight, son. Like, I'm just like, niggas just talking, son. Stop criticizing and just try to come help niggas come up with solutions. Yeah, if you I got agree. a better solution to how the shit should work, then that's what you should be leading with. Yo, honestly, I think it'll work better this way. So why don't we do this? You might have people be like, oh, all right, cool. Yo, that makes sense. But there's a lot of sideline critics that don't don't ever step foot in the game. You're not, you're not even on the field, but you're talking about, oh, this is what niggas supposed to do. Or, oh, y'all niggas look corny. Wasting y'all time doing this or ha ah, ha ha, and it's like yo, offer a solution. If you really feel like people are doing something wrong or doing something that's not effective, offer to them what you think will be effective. Instead of exactly. sitting on the sidelines talking bullshit from the peanut gallery, nobody want to hear bullshit, that. Bullshit, bro. My and and I also gotta say yo, and this is a, a bit of the 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 the. the controversial side of me coming out mm-hmm. i don't like the people criticizing about the looting son we gotta fuck up some of these niggas businesses bro it's just the reality of it no 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 no. this is where i have to interject before you continue if we gonna fuck up gucci d flow we can't bro we can't fuck up gucci and then being gucci when the protest is over no 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 you you cannot Fuck up the Gucci store and then sing fucking two chains when I die, bury me inside the Gucci store. No, nigga, it's over. I don't want to hear that shit. You already fucked up the Gucci store, nigga. You dying in a regular fucking funeral chapel, nigga. Fuck out of here. That's what that's what you get. Well, that that comes Fuck back to our here. celebrities. I'm trying to hear that shit. Endorsing and promoting better black businesses. That comes back to our celebrities doing that, bro. That. That the people, the common, let me not say the common people, but most everyday people follow what trends are, and the trends are set by the celebrities. The trends are set by the the culture that the black, the hip hop culture, the black culture that we admire so much, and the the celebrities within that black culture, and that elite set of people that have the the wonderful, the wonderful job of being our tastemakers and our influencers. Influencers have to make their minds up that they're going to support more black businesses, promote more black brands. That way we don't have to follow suit and want to support these major brands. Now I agree, but, 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 but the pressure, I don't give a fuck about the bread because I'm not motivated by money. I could literally be okay with $10 in my pocket and make that shit stretch and make it feel like it's a hundred dollars. What I'm saying is we can't always, or say that we're going to, Look at the the tastemaker and the celebrity because um, this person is already in this position that they've acquired because of our dollars being spent. At the end of the day, 
their personality might shift, shape, and, and change into something else because of where we put them. But just because they're there, quote unquote, because of us doesn't mean that we still have to put the the like a heavier amount of pressure on them. We got to put the, the pressure on our nigga Johnny who live from the third floor from us in a building as well. Because we know Johnny love Gucci. But if I see Johnny on on, on the gram, because I, I, I know that nigga Oz when, when he got the fucking mask on. I know what that nigga look like. I see that nigga every day. If I see Johnny on the gram, D-Flow robbed the Gucci store. And then the next month, Johnny is buying shit at the Gucci. I got to press that nigga in the hallway. Like, nigga, I don't know you like that. But nigga, you a hypocrite. You a hypocrite, bro. You can't be out here robbing the fucking same store that you just bought. I, I, I think the Gucci. No, I don't think I, I it's think hypocritical. A, I, I think that's a variable. I don't think it's hypocritical. I think it comes down to we we follow what we think is cool, bro. Not everybody is. Tr- not everybody knows how to set their own trend. A lot of people follow trends. A lot of times you see some shit and you be like, "Yo, that looks fire. I think I'm gonna get it." This is just the reality of how it goes. That's why I also think that's, that that's when truth. I also think that when people are looting, it's not so much um um they're going to loot the stores that they actually like some 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 people who have the mindset to loot because they're trying to make a come up. They're going to go to the stores that they like the what's in there. They're trying to get the the merchandise that they they want to use or that they know can sell uh for X amount of dollars. So. I don't really see it as hypocritical. What I see it as, though, is when it comes to the looting, for me, just don't tear up your own shit. Don't tear up no black people have business. been doing don't that. It's up. too late. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna loot and do some shit, then and you want to hit because looting can be used as a political statement. Looting can be saying like, "Yo, these big corporations are coming in and they're gentrifying my area." So I'm going to hit them up like I want y'all to feel it. And it could also just be niggas trying to get a come up. So I can't really necessarily say everybody that's doing it is is hypocritical. I will say that there's pros and cons to everything. And there's going to be a con to to looting. Like you're going to you're going to disrupt the movement to some extent. You're going to put a negative light on it uh, for the media to to harpen on, even though I think the media has been doing a fair job. I, they may highlight the looting, but they always highlight the peaceful protesting first. So I think in that capacity, the media has not been like really focusing on, oh, my God, everybody out here is trying to destroy shit. But they always say that there's a very small amount of people trying to do walkie shit. But for the people who are looting, like, listen, I'm not I'm I'm not going to tell you how to protest um, and I'm not going to I'm not going to attempt to understand what your motivation is. I know niggas that have been looting that niggas is doing it for a cover, come up. I ha- I know niggas that are looting or, or rioting rather because they're frustrated and they feel like that's the only way niggas can hear. Um, so like, it's just a, it's always going to be a mixed bag of emotions when it comes to situations like that. But we just got to be strategic and tactical about everything that we do. And we have to understand that although it is part of protesting, it is an illegal part of protesting. Legally, you cannot go fuck up somebody's shop. You just like so you are participating in an illegal act when you decide to do that. Now, that's not telling you not to do it. That's just saying you got to understand protesting is protected by the Constitution. Fucking shit up in lieu of protesting is not. (laughs) 
you know, there's a difference there. We owe we owe a lot of businesses before we get to our final topic of the night. For those who have looted in the Bronx, I watched a man on the Bronx, a Spanish speaking individual, say it took him 30 fucking years to build his store. And we fucked his shit up in the Bronx. Fucked his shit up. And I was like, wow. I was like, mom, I'm a, I was like, I'm going to give it to you straight. I said, if I had a physical business for this network incorporated and I seen black people fuck my shit up and niggas know what the fuck I've been doing in my community and they know I'm on, I'm on three organizations in Queens. I was protesting since I was like a teenager and niggas fucked. I would be highly tight. Nobody could talk to the distinguished. Nobody. Nobody. I want justice for my business that y'all fucked that I worked so hard to build. Let a nigga come in the dad has some bow ties building and fuck our shit up. You're going to see a whole nother side. I'm not trying to hear nothing. I don't give a fuck when nobody talking, D-Flow. I don't give a fuck. Let niggas rob D-Flow Productions. Are you kidding me? You, you can't be serious, Flo. No, you can't be serious. I mean, I would, I would be, I would be upset on. to a certain extent. What are you talking about? I think I would be upset. I would be upset if they came strategically. If I know my shit is in a residential neighborhood and niggas came to my residential fucking neighborhood and fucked my shit up, then yes, I will be upset. However, if I had that same said business on 32nd Street in Manhattan and my business happened to get run through as well, I can't be that upset how many niggas really know it was mine. You can't, You got to put it into perspective. You also got to realize that, generalize it's, that it's not just black people doing that. It, they're literally white, su- big fact. white supremacists going out and, and targeting the black businesses in the midst of the other businesses being looted and, f- and fucking those, those businesses up. It will happen in the Bronx. I, you know, I'm sure that there were some black people involved in, in that too. Um, and it is, I, I don't, I definitely don't condone that. Like, again, you should, you should know to some extent what the fuck you're doing. Just tearing up your neighborhood doesn't make sense. Just fucking shit up. Yeah, that, that don't make sense. But that is stupid. But that is, that is, if you're still in your neighborhood, like if the, if, 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 if protesters and rioters came through this neighborhood right now where I live right now and came through and fucked the corner store up at the corner, I'd be like, that's stupid. Like, why would you come through this neighborhood to do that shit? Now, if they hit Jamaica Center and my business just happened to be in Jamaica Center as well, I'm not going to go there and all the other buildings is fucked up and mine's happened to get fucked up too. I'm not going to be like, oh, y'all are wilding for fucking my shit up. Nah, like, everybody's shit got fucked up. It's just where you're located in that particular time. You got to look at the general proximity. And I would love to know what that man's re- where that man's story is. Because if his story is on 149th and Grand Concourse, where all of the fucking nah, looting was I think happening, his store, and I his think, one got yeah, fucked up too. I, I, I think his store is where the action was at. That's because his shit was... His shit was on a block with mad niggas' businesses. His shit got hit crazy. I was like, God damn. And my heart goes out to him. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not faulting him for, for feeling sure. upset at all. At all. Um, I just I just know that looting and rioting is 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 all part of the process. Like it is it is part of the process. And it it's supposed to be done strategically. Like I said before, you're supposed to do that to the larger corporations or to corporations that you feel are gentrifying your area to that's, that's a sim, very similar to graffiti. At first I was like, yo, why would people fucking tag up their, their area, their neighborhoods? 
And then I learned more about graffiti and a lot of people would graffiti certain areas simply because it was the only way they could fight back against gentrification. There was all these companies and businesses moving in, making rent super mm-hmm. high or or pushing people out of their homes. And so people say, you know what? You want to build this sky okay. rise and I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to put a tag on it so that I, I respect you, that, you know, nah, no, now it's no longer a pretty building. Now, now it's a place where, quote unquote, the hoodlums live. So I don't well, we don't want you in here fucking my shit, our, our shit up and moving us out. But, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. And people just need to be smart about what they decide to uh, put their anger out on. Aldo will rebuild. Gucci will rebuild. They'll be all right. This is just a drop. This is actually helping them out. Now they get to cash in on all that fucking insurance they've been paying. So they'll be all right. Like, and, and some of them are sending people out to fuck up their stores because they get the insurance payout. Yo, I was going to say that, son. Don't be surprised that some people are paying niggas to go and fuck up their shit, bro. Don't be surprised. Let's help. I don't know his name, but let's help that Spanish guy rebuild his shit. But then again, maybe distinguish his feelings about the situation is a bit insecure. Moving right along to insecure. No, oh, but you, before was, we get there, you make a good point. I think people in that community should definitely donate to help that man rebuild his shop. For sure. If they give a fuck. Maybe I'm just morally inclined. I'm looking, on, I'm looking at the morality and the morals of just people being human, more human about situations. Um, going to insecure. So uh, many people said this was the episode they've been looking for. First of all, I called it. I don't know if I said it on this spot. I called it from last week. I was watching episode and I knew something told me. It, it could have been me just being in my feelings, heartbroken shit. I said, something is telling me that Lawrence is on the motherfucking phone with Issa. And by the grace of fucking God, I was right. I was so fucking right. Because when this episode popped up, who this nigga waiting for at the restaurant? Issa fucking D. I'm like, this nigga Lawrence. This nigga Lawrence, boy. I was so accurate. So, D-Flow, you didn't see it. But um, what I'm going to say is, I think that Lawrence broke up with his ex to have a conversation with Issa to admit to Issa some of the things he was feeling. So a part of the conversation that they had at dinner, to me, felt like a a, uh, a conversation that necessarily was not about getting back together per se, but why didn't we stay together to work it out? She's she's She was exploring in the back of her mind things that she felt that he didn't do, and then he confessed certain things that she was doing that made him feel, for lack of better words, insecure. I feel like it was a closure type of conversation. Like he find like he understood why he did what he did. The only shit I didn't like about this fucking episode, and we was talking about it earlier, D Flow. Why in the fuck would you bring one of your exes to dinner? And then the same day you at dinner with her, your other ex is hitting you up thinking that you and her was gonna have dinner the same night. Lawrence, that's some fuck nigga shit, bro. I'm sorry. Motherfucking player, I'm gonna break that, bro. That, that's, that's how motherfucking player does, bro. That, that, that's, that's some fuck shit because now, in my mind, it's like, nigga, 
Are you really confused? You can't, you can't, you can't be confused at this point, bro. You gotta know what you want, Lawrence. Come on, son. Well, nigga, we in season fucking four, bro. Nigga, come on, son. Well, that's my um, take on it. Well, for me, um, I think when it came to the episode as a whole, I, I think it was definitely. I think a lot of people, obviously, who wanted to see Lawrence and Issa get back together, uh, were waiting for that episode. I never wanted that to be the case, but the way they did the episode, mm-hmm. I was very happy. I think you uh, hit the nail on the head when you speak about closure. And mm-hmm. that makes me think about how many times we all need those closure conversations in our everyday personal lives because mm-hmm. closure is very important. In regards to how it's done, I've had a couple of conversations with people who kind of said that closure isn't necessary. I def I don't agree with that. I think that closure needs to happen in. I don't know what happened to X, but we just gonna keep it rolling. Yeah, we just gonna keep it rolling really quick until he gets back on. I feel like me personally, closure. I was told by a lot of women. Okay, I was told by a lot of women that closure is not needed sometimes because they would tell me some shit like you got to get closure on your own distinguished you got to get closure on your own malek and i'm just like but nigga how the fuck i make a closure on my own when i wasn't the only motherfucker in the relationship what are you talking about it was me and you yeah but you have to sometimes find closure within yourself accept the reality accept that certain things went wrong and close the chapter because sometimes when you're looking for someone else to help close the chapter that person would already. That person might have closed that chapter in their life already, and you're sitting there still. No, but what I'm saying is, me personally, D Flow, I feel like it's selfish when somebody tells you um, to. Sometimes you gotta find a closure on your own. When nigga, you the reason why I'm trying to find it on my own because you blocked me out of so much shit in a relationship that was always one sided. Like my problem is, you date people sometimes, Flow, and these people that you date. They make it seem as though they can do or did nothing wrong. So then when the breakup happens, it's like, so because you feel like you didn't do or did nothing wrong, I have to figure out what went wrong in a relationship. I'm always the one I have to pick up the pieces. Me? By myself? Me? For, think, for real? I think, that's I, crazy. I think I think that's a that's a mindset you have to come out of, though, bro. That's a mindset that... A lot of people suffer it. Not, 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 I don't want to say suffer, but a lot of people nigga, struggle with nigga, it. Nigga, I suffer with that. I suffer with that. Because you can't tell me to find closure or you can't tell me to figure it out on my own when after the relationship is over, now I'm looking around like, I didn't even really fucking know you because you didn't even really keep it 100. But in a relationship, you're, you're projecting and telling me, keep it 100, be truthful, be faithful, be honest. Was you ever fucking faithful? Was you ever fucking truthful? Was you ever fucking honest? Like, I'm trying to figure this out. What are you talking about? Bro, we just kept it going so that you, you know, you could come back in. But yeah, but that's just where I'm at with this shit. Yeah, no, what I, hold on. Let me uh, just mm-hmm. turn my earpods on. That's all I'm saying, D-Flow. Check, black check. Guy, a little bit hot, bro. I, I can see the sweat. Nigga. <laughs> Nigga, I be tight when I hear women say, oh, sometimes you got to find it on your own. Bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that, like, what are you talking about? 
Yeah, so what y'all saying? I will say, son. Women have a hard time, a very hard time accepting this fucked up shit that they done. Bro, I never really heard a woman that I ever been with admit anything, bro. I'm being honest. They don't like to admit when they're wrong. They don't know they're wrong to themselves. Absolutely, I think that's the I most powerful that. form of closure. That's what I was saying before. Um, is like you were saying that a lot of a lot clo- of people struggle closure, with closure comes in different and that sometimes you want the closure and you seek your sometimes closure the closure from that the next you person, need is is but going to come from sometimes you have to find yourself. closure on your you own. Can't, you but can't you, look for it. You, know. you can't look for it in other people because a lot of times that ends up with you hurting the other person or, or hurting yourself even further. You have to find out like what innately is in you that you feel is in need of fixing or or help or has been hurt. And you need to learn how to fix that on your own because it ain't going to work out through other people. And then sometimes you do need that closure from that individual that you had said argument or issue with. Um, because it, it like even when you think about ghosting, when someone ghosts on you, you always innately kind of have that feeling in the back of your mind like can we at least have a conversation as to what went wrong like we need to kind of figure out what happened and sometimes when you don't have that it just leaves you in a negative mental space but um but yeah it's all about the situation though like but closure i think is important it just doesn't always manifest in the form of having to be one-on-one with that individual like, that's one form of closure, and that's important, but it doesn't have to be that. Closure can come in the form of simply, like, you forgiving yourself. But... What I was saying um earlier, bro, before um you you went you you went out and came back. My issue is this, this is my personal issue for the listeners who know me. This, yo, this gotta be the Hennessy talking. For the listeners who know me, I if I'm willing to have a conversation with you, because I know sometimes I can be very stubborn, very hard headed, very in my way. We will have a conversation. And when we have the conversation, we're going to have the realest conversation on the face of the planet. Like, I'm not holding back anything. Although, at times, it may seem it's a bit aggressive in what I'm saying. But I'm not, I, I just want you to know fully what, how I felt. Whether we're still cool or not. But my problem, like I was telling D-Flow X, is me personally, I've never heard a woman ever tell me in a relationship any relationship I've been in, I've never heard a woman tell me where she went wrong. It was um, always, where did uh, Henry go wrong? Where did Distinguished go wrong? And then I admitted where I went wrong. But I've never heard a woman say where she went. I've never heard I mean, that. as you or, should or, be. Or, or my grandmother I also think that reflects it. on no shade, Ever. but that, that reflects never somewhat on the women that, that gets me you're dating tight. or have dated, rather. I hear what y'all saying, um, but I'm still tight about it. Because they're... It's hard. I, I, I think it's hard for people to own up to their mistakes, period, especially if they don't agree that they made a mistake. Um, but I. I mean. I, 
And I think that I think that's not just gender specific. I think that's on both sides. I think what the issue is. Nah, some women is, just think they're perfect. It, Let's keep it 100, bro. Some women think I that think not they, they make problem. men. What I think, they don't like to admit their mistakes. What I think the issue, the issue is, though, like is um, that I think when the way. I don't the, date the, men. That's the, why I said uh, it. The apologies that women try to give men aren't, Shout out to the men who aren't date real apologies. Yo. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Stop. The I think the apologies that women give men aren't the apologies that are are needed in specific situations. Like if you do some real foul shit to me, Yo, offering me sex or offering I'm me sorry, a, a hot plate of food, and us not having a conversation about said situation is not gonna is not gonna heal what it is that. That we went through like that. And I think that's oftentimes how as that's oftentimes how <laughs> at least with me, a lot of girls that I've come across when they did some I've come across girls recently that have definitely been like, yo, I apologize. And that shit throws me off. Like, I'll be like, oh, shit. And then we have a conversation gospel, about it. Y'all. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. But I've definitely been in situations where it's like, yo, I fucked up and the way of me the way of me telling you that I fucked up is I'm now talking to you again. And it's like mm. that don't mean shit that we can communicate again. Like like you you barked on me, said fuck you all these other things and then you think just because you called me and like hey, what's up? That everything is good? Like I had to tell uh one uh, a homegirl of what? mine a while ago. I was we got into like a argument like sometime November last year and it was her fault and she popped up on me over the summer and was asking for a favor and I was like wait 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 hold up hold the fuck up hold that phone we not finna act like you didn't just curse me out the last time we spoke like we not when you not gonna just be like hey what's up how are you you know I really want to work with you and I, I miss you and it's that and the third and it's like and I told her, I said, yo, we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm like, yo, the last time we spoke, mm-hmm. it was a whole bunch of fuck yous and, and I was the worst person in the world. Now, all of a sudden, we cool. Oh, well, we don't want to live in the past. And I'm like, nah, it's not about living in the past. Nah, this was oh, before wow. quarantine. Oh, this shit. was this was last, last summer. This was, wow. It was like, yo, we, we not finning to just act like nothing happened like we're not it's the quarantine not nigga. It's the qu- like you should have told us the quarantine this didn't occur oh damn uh, the way it did and i forced us to have say a conversation chest, about it daddy say it with your chest daddy so yeah x does have a hairy chest cut it out he does have a hairy chest <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you XAB this is actually a personal question how do you live or how do you because the thing that I'm dealing with yo this gotta be the Henny the thing that I'm dealing with is forgiving distinguish because I know what could have been better I know what I could have said better but the problem is I'm in a mental mindset where I'm like indirectly trying to figure out 
why the fuck this person just won't say where they fucked up at? Got me looking like you I was said, the only wait, one that your, fucked your up. Your question the only was one that you forgiving um, yourself said he or, would do something, but or, for for some strange that's what reason, you said initially, uh, you forgiving this couldn't do it or couldn't live up to the name. I mean, that's got niggas feeling like he the reason why shit didn't fucking work out. Like you, like you not. I think that that's a that's the, we're having two conversations at one time. One for you to forgive yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you like how do you get to that you point? To knowing knowing that you're not the and only if, person that fucked up, or the only person that a stat fucked and, up. Wait, you know, you said you talking from the henny. I'm just talk straight from the heart. I don't think that you forgave yourself yet. To be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you, ladies have and gentlemen, this is that has a both house. Allowed yourself to understand that. We've had these conversations before, so I don't want to go all the way into it, but I don't think that you've given okay. yourself the ability to really understand that if one person says or feels like in a moment in time or or, or even if it's forever that, quote unquote, you're not enough for them, that doesn't mean that you're not enough. And I think that that's a deeper thing that you have to explore for yourself and finally come out of that smoke um realizing that you'll always be enough um and nobody i can't me saying that is not going to change it you doing certain things is not going to change it that's like a real deep conversation that you'll need to explore um maybe with with someone assisting but that's something that i think you have to explore for yourself to to really truly forgive i think as we talk about with like racism and everything else i think what some of the things that you experience on that level of forgiving yourself are symptoms. They're not the root problem. They're not, they're not the actual thing that you need to be tackling. I think they're the symptoms of things like certain things that spring up. So that's, that's one conversation. And now in terms of the conversation regarding like when the other person has done something too, I think the hard reality is, in some in some situations, not all, but in some situations, one party holds more burden than the other. That's just the reality of it. Um, and it all depends on how you perceive it. If you if you understand that you fucked up and you were the one who holds the burden of fucking up the most, then you'll be able to kind of forgive that. If that's not your reality, if that's not what you feel, but that other person is feeling that then it's hard for you guys to ever come to a, any solid conclusion because y'all are not really validating, I guess, on the same page what's happening. So you'll always feel like, yo, you need more validation from that person and, and they may feel like they need more validation from you. Until both parties can validate to to somewhat of an equal degree as as to what happened in that said relationship or situation... Until that happens, there will always be that divide where it's like you feel like that person's not owning up to their part and they feel like you're not owning up to your part. And the only way that can be tackled is through like consistent conversations and communication. And sometimes when you first break up with someone, they're not willing to do that. Um, and sometimes they, they are three months later and then sometimes it's a whole year. I don't get closure from people sometimes until two, three years after the fact. And and then they... Now, go ahead. What'd you say? 
This how y'all know. This how y'all know this is the realest. This how y'all know this is the realest podcast. Silly, I ain't never done a podcast episode where I niggas started crying. God damn, so. I can't Fuck. even, I can't see. Yeah, I definitely think it's the Henny, bro. I, I definitely <laughs> think that's that's the Henny. But that's the reality <laughs> of this. It's the reality the of the situation, God son. God damn, so. This nigga look like he's working in the line. Every time I talk to people, that's what they say lately. (laughs) I don't know if I should take offense. Can I I get another drink, please? But nah, it's the reality of the situation. We keeping it a stack. Like, I I didn't have people. There were things that I was hurt by tremendously in terms of how, like, me and uh, 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 someone I was dating, like, how we separated. Yeah, so, like... And a lot of it for me was is because it wasn't closure, and I've I took on the burden like, yo, what the fuck did I do? And we all all three of us knew it was like, nigga, you ain't do oh, nothing. Oh, you ain't gotta tell the that, boys, nigga. That's just we the know, nigga. The situation we know. Someone <laughs> makes it seem nigga, like you did some shit, and then disappears, and then you gotta question yourself like, w- how did I lead down this road? But a lot of it for me was just forgiving myself mm. on a level of, yo. Don't fault yourself for falling for somebody or dealing with somebody that wasn't good for you. Mm-hmm. My my situation is different from yours, but for me it was, mm-hmm. yo, you gave all that time and energy that someone for someone who wasn't good for you, and at the end of the day, you just have to forgive yourself and you have mm-hmm. to understand that there are certain things about you right that you might need to look at more like for instance, yeah, I didn't do nothing to fuck up the situation, but then the question arises, why did you tolerate that? So now I have to question myself on like, yo, why am I tolerating people that I know don't really value me the way that people in my circle should value me? I don't let nobody disrespect me, but I let this person disrespect me. And because I let that foundation be, they're going to continue to disrespect me because I allowed that mm-hmm. door to be open. Now, normally, if someone did some wild, disrespectful shit, they 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 already know the, the vibes. No one ever disrespects me. I'll never deal with that besides with certain girls that want to try and date me. And so I had to realize, like, yo, my idea of letting things slide or whatever the case is with people that I date has to change because it's, it's, be, it's not being taken like that. And then I also have to, right. like... When it comes to men, I think we have to get out of this idea of just be validating ourselves through getting certain women. And I think that that was something that I had to like really question about myself, too. It was like, was it that? Why did I go so hard for a person that it wasn't that deep? Like they're clearly showing they ain't shit. And most likely I'm not going to end up with someone who ain't shit as a wife. I don't want I don't I wouldn't want to be in that type of relationship so why would I overextend myself buying birthday gifts, uh, paying for flights, doing anything for this individual other than me having to really come to the conclusion of maybe my intention was solely to prove that mm-hmm. I could get said individual. And that maybe wasn't my initial intention, but you have to look at yourself like that is the only thing that I can land on and say like, yeah, I I. That's the only thing that came out of it. Yeah, you were able to say, yeah, you got with that person. Okay. Right. But what do you have to show for it other than a bunch of fucking drama and, and wild shit? And so a lot of times we got to go deeper. We got to really get to the to the root of why we doing certain things. 
And it's it's a rude awakening at times. And at times it just kind of shows maybe we have some more work to do as individuals. Maybe we we're not as quote unquote woke as we we think we are. I know a lot of us think that we we're hip to what's going on in terms of how to treat women appropriately. We're hip to what's going on and, and how to make sure that our women feel validated, heard and respected. But we are, this nigga flow be dying over there. <laughs> but um, yeah, but the, the reality of the situation is we, we all have been ingrained in this patriarchal system and you know, sometimes it, it reflects but it's that that was for me. Flow. But you know, for for other people, it's just like you got to figure out what it is within you that you haven't validated that you're still seeking to get validated. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to like <sighs> not forgiving yeah. yourself, and like we spoke about with closure, sometimes that closure don't come from the person. Um. But, but with Issa, with Issa and them, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that episode was really, really dope in terms of I have, I have the else. closure between her and Lawrence because that's how it's supposed to be. Honestly, if we're keeping it a stack, besides the whole you know sex part of it, but you should be able to sit down with your ex and be able to really have a deep conversation. As to what went wrong. A lot of times if you are at that space. You do end up ending like how it is. Like that whole episode. Just felt like vintage insecure. Because all of us have been in that situation. Where you meet up with an ex. Or you meet up with someone that you probably. Stopped dealing with. And then you. All those good feelings of. Being in that relationship. Or being with that person come back in. You know why y'all broke up, but you still don't know why y'all broke up. And, you know, y'all have a, a deep conversation, uh, insightful conversation. And sometimes it leads to, should we try this again? And sometimes it just leads to, yeah, I'm still attracted to you and I still love you, but that don't necessarily mean this is going somewhere. I just, I'm just glad we're on good terms again. And I kind of feel like that's where it kind of left off. It wasn't, no, yeah, we're back together, but it was... uh you know, I'm I'm glad we had this this talk and we're close again. And I I I watched the the after part of the episode and Issa was talking about it. She was basically saying like that was her intention behind it. And then Condola keep hitting um Lawrence up was basically kinda supposed to be the be the like something always trying to pull you back in another direction. Um, But the only thing I would say, you said earlier about Condola and Lawrence. Condola fucked that That shit up. That shit was crazy. Condola, well, Condola's friend fucked it up. And then Condola Mm -hmm. didn't do any good for herself because when Lawrence was like, well, what is this? Condola wasn't really giving him any straightforward straightforward. answers. I mean... I think it was wrong for Lawrence too. Thank she, God I watched that did. episode. Condola's friend fucked that whole shit up, knowing she did. that she, did. she was still healing from a prior situation. I think he he reached mm-hmm. too far. At the end Correct. of the day, he was. But he, I feel like he reached for. She's like, yo, like I'm divorced. Like I'm not in a 
give her <laughs> be that good to her and give her enough time for you to for her to change her mind. I think right. he never gave her a chance to change her mind. Like she's just getting used to it. I, I think it was a, a tough situation because that's where uh people's wants and desires clash. I think he was looking for a serious relationship at that moment and she was still on some right. well, you know, like you said, I just got out of something. So it's not that I don't want a serious relationship, but maybe not at this particular moment in time. That's not where my headspace is. Facts. I would be in that same exact predicament that she was in. Because I, I would have been in the same way, to be honest. If I'm supposed to be a single man again, and I'm in a dating field again, and I meet a chick, I'm, we're cool, our vibes match. And two, three months in, we've been talking. This is maybe a year after my marriage has ended or my divorce has been settled. And now you're trying to spring. Well, I'm ready. And what are what's going on here? I'm gonna be like, like I think we're cool, we're vibing. But I told you, like I just got a a marriage. Like, give me time mm-hmm. to make my mind up if I even want to get back. Mm-hmm. I don't mind us hanging out. And I don't. I would. I think what what the difference would have been. I would have been. And listen, if you feel like that's what you want, then I'm sorry. I can't give you that right now. I love us hanging out. I think we're having fun. However, I can't give you a a serious relationship after I just got out of a a marriage. You know, like to me, I just don't feel like he was being considerate of her feelings. At the same time, mm-hmm. he should have allowed her to, uh, given her the chance to change her mind and be like, "Now nah, you know what? I think I'm willing to try this out." Instead of pushing her to be like, "No, well, so what are we then?" and throw her mm-hmm. off. You know, like so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the end of the episode, right? Unless you got something else that distinguish. I don't know if you got anything else. I can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> what what's the tough knot, bro? <laughs> I don't even say that normally. Oh, man. That's all extra, bro. My fault. Nah. This nigga is looking flambéed over there, son. He is being. I was about to say, my man distinguished look cooked out. No. <laughs> the tough knot is uh, actually, actually, this is the first, this is the second tough knot that I actually wrote. Um, I wrote this based on the memorial service that I went to for Floyd today. The tough knot is one thing I've learned is that whether you, whether or not you're marching or protesting, if you know you're doing your part, you shouldn't have to prove to anyone that you're doing something, even if it's the bare minimum. We still need Indians and we still need chiefs. That's real. That's a tough knot. Um, I, I think for what would dad say, I'm going to harken back to, what I said earlier in regards to people who want to criticize without offering solutions, I think that that is the easiest thing for someone to do is always poke holes in uh, a movement <laughs> or anything of that nature. And the hard part is offering solutions and being the voice to take lead and take charge and saying, hey, this is what we should do because the people who do that are the ones who leave themselves open 
to be criticized. And so I think the people who are afraid of being criticized are the ones that just want to poke holes from the shadows or poke holes from their little Twitter fingers or whatever. But they're afraid to be the ones to stand in, in the front line and be criticized for offering something that maybe not everybody uh, feels is going to make a difference. So, again, I think we need to focus on solutions um, and not just simply criticizing who, what, where, how, and when, um, because we are making progress and we are making change, something noticeable for the first time in a very long time. And the infighting doesn't do us any justice. So we have to continue to be on this same page. And if there's something that we don't like, we could always talk to our brothers and sisters about it and offer what may fix whatever it is that we don't like. Um, and and that's it. But I, I really, I'm encouraged. I like what I'm seeing, honestly. We got all four officers charged. Um, that don't mean shit to me. I, I need to see what happens afterwards. We have a lot of a white people and a lot of people who are in positions of power finally acknowledging that shit is fucked up and that they're part of the problem. And I respect that. Like I've seen so many politicians say so many powerful things about racism and white politicians in the last uh, week than I've seen in my lifetime. And that's bananas to me. So like, that's really dope. I've seen so many companies say that they stand with black people and do some really dope things in the name of black people. Discovery ID and all of the channels that they own went blacked out on, I think it was yesterday. They blacked out for eight minutes and, yep, 40, 46 seconds. And that that's just crazy. Like, we have to really put things into perspective. We are still in a quarantine pandemic and these companies without warning blacked out their their programming because of an injustice of a black man. And that's not something that we've seen, not with Trayvon, not with Tamir Rice, not with Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland. You know, none of these other scenarios have caused this much of a cry for change and that means that we're on to something really powerful if we continue to really keep our foot on everybody's neck and continue to be unified and not just take the little crumbs don't stop at these men being charged like that ain't shit like i said <laughs> we've seen this story before these niggas could get off um but let's really get the systemic change that we want let's let's make the police force change Let's make these business models change. Let's continue to open white people's eyes. The ones that are trying to to actually understand. I don't give a fuck about those who aren't trying to understand. Them niggas could all suck a dick, like a big, large, fat one. But the the ones that really want to like learn and understand and and figure out why black people feel the way they feel and what's been going on. Yo, anytime we I'm my my door is always open for that. But um, I'm just excited and encouraged in that capacity. It's sad that this had to happen for it, but that's where I'm at.
All right, this has been another episode of Dads and Both. I'm in over there sipping the Henny. Hey. <laughs>